Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It's Thursday, August 16th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Just fair warning, this one will be a little bit longer than usual because I do have an opinion piece at the very end, but I needed to get some more information before I spout it off. So that's why it didn't happen yesterday. So leading the news today, Jared Ramos, the man charged in the Capitol Gazette shooting, has asked for more time to consider a potential insanity plea. His public defender, William Davis, said that there are more than 800 documents to review and he needs more time to review the documents to consider potentially pleading not criminally responsible for his client. And if found not criminally responsible, Judge Laura Kiesling could order Ramos held indefinitely, depending on a danger assessment by the Maryland Department of Health. Just as Annapolis City is getting into the bike share program, Baltimore has terminated theirs. Baltimore City is ending its bike share program and beginning a new dockless pilot program with scooter companies Lime and Bird. The city's transportation director said that they have signed a six-month agreement with both Lime and Bird to provide up to 1,000 scooters throughout the city. The current bike share program is coming to an end later this week after coming under fire for tons of missing bikes. People would rent the bikes and then just leave them abandoned wherever they landed. The electric scooters by Bird and Lime have become wildly popular in cities across the U.S., most notably in Washington, D.C., near here. And Bird began operating in Baltimore about 60 days ago with a fleet of 60 scooters. Very similar to a bike share, they cost a dollar to start each ride plus an additional 15 cents per minute. They can run for 15 miles a day on a battery charge and then people pick them up, recharge them, and redeposit them throughout the city. Amid some very strange and bizarre stories about emotional support animals, Southwest Airlines is modifying their policies for service animals aboard its flights. The new rules will roll out on September 17th. And they will lay out three separate tiers of service animals. Dogs and cats will be the only ones to be deemed as emotional support animals. And customers must present a letter from a doctor or a mental health professional on the day of their flight documenting the need for the animal. Southwest will accept dogs, cats, and miniature horses as trained service animals. Customers with disabilities only need to provide verbal assurance that the animal is trained as a service animal. The same rules will apply for a third tier of a psychiatric support animal. I do see a loophole here between an emotional support and a psychiatric support or even a service animal because all disabilities certainly aren't visible at that point. However, it does look like only dogs, cats, and horses will be allowed now on Southwest flights. Speaking of airlines, Wow Air is gearing up to offer 
$129 flights from BWI to Europe this fall. So if you've ever dreamt of seeing Brussels, Paris, Frankfurt, Dusseldorf, Dublin, Edinburgh, Scotland, Stockholm, Milan, Lyon, and Barcelona between September and December 5th, jump on WOW Air and see what you can come up with. There are some blackout dates. The special affairs only apply to certain trips. There are certain destinations. You know the trick when you're buying an airfare. But 129 bucks to get you over to Europe, not a bad deal. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it consistently throughout the day. If you are going to Kegs and Corks and have not purchased your tickets, please be sure to use the code EOA and save yourself $10 on every single ticket that you purchase. Hang out till the very end. I've got a little bit of a rant, and I don't believe I'm saying this, but a defense of the Anne Arundel County Public Schools. It is Thursday, so we have Trevor with your Maker Minutes. And of course, we have George Young with your local DMV weather. All coming right up. Don't miss the best event of the summer. Come out Saturday, August 18th for the Kegs and Corks Festival at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds. Get tickets now at kegsandcorksfest.com to begin the party at noon instead of one with early access tickets. Tickets benefit the Special Olympics of Maryland and include a souvenir glass, unlimited wine and beer samples, plus live music all day, including headliner Kristen and The Noise. Enjoy over 80 Maryland wines, 40 craft beers, incredible food, and more. Go now to kegsandcorksfest.com. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey, everyone. This is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Thursday, August 16th. Another day of summertime heat today ahead with sunshine and temps in the 90s, but with a bit more humidity than yesterday, along with a little less breeziness. More 90s on tap for Friday, but with a front approaching from the west, the chances of PM thunderstorms will be up again for the Annapolis region as well as all of Anne Arundel County. As for the weekend, the expectation now is for temps in the 80s with a small chance for PM storms each day, but on the whole, it should be a good one out, so make plans to get out and about and enjoy. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to download our free weather app by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather. And also be sure to follow us on our website at dmvweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter so you can always stay weather-informed. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there despite the heat. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. Join us this fall as we walk to fight suicide and raise awareness about mental health in Maryland. Proceeds to benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Register for an Out of the Darkness community walk today at outofthedarkness.org. This is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. This week's county fair offering is the Wicomico County Fair. It starts tomorrow and runs all weekend down in Salisbury. Tonight at the Howard County Conservancy just outside Ellicott City is Mantises and Martinis, a special over-21 party. Enjoy a summer night out with special martinis and a live discussion with Drs. Mark Raup and Paula Shrewsbury about their favorite bugs and butterflies with an optional stroll in the meadow. Tomorrow at Art Farm in Annapolis is Mosaic Mirror Workshop. 
decorate a frame with glass, stones, tiles, or broken dishes to create a custom mirror with a 5x7 opening. Learn how to arrange and cut pieces and make interesting designs and patterns. This Saturday and most every third Saturday in Edgewater at the historic London Town Gardens is Tot Time. Admire the beauty of nature, hunt for different leaf shapes, or go on a nature treasure hunt. Experiences like these help children build lasting connections to the natural world and to the adults whom they share these adventures with. Still on the horizon is the Maryland STEM Festival, October 26th through the 11th. If you have a STEM or STEAM-related group and want to host an event for the festival, or just want to see what groups are already hosting events all over Maryland, go to MarylandSTEMFestival.org. This week at the Anne Arundel County Public Library System, Wednesday in Glen Burnie, is Introduction to Tinkercad. Tinkercad is an easy way to get into 3D modeling and 3D printing. The folks at the Glen Burnie Library will help you walk through the basics. The workshop is for fourth graders and up, and you'll need an email address to sign up and bring a thumb drive to save your work. At the Greenbelt Maker Space, tomorrow they have a programming workshop, and all next week is their robotic summer camp. At Unallocated Space in Severn, tonight is their InfoSec Night, where they'll be talking about offensive subnetting. Monday is Project Night, and Wednesday is both their weekly open house as well as their lockpicking night. And just a little side note, I'm putting together a mailing list to help connect some of the various maker, STEM, and crafting groups in the area. If you're part of a group or are a teacher interested in these topics and might want to reach out to local groups to see if they want to do presentations for your group or if you have things offered to teach yourself, head over to mdmakers.org and sign up on the right-hand side. And just a small reminder, when you do your shopping on Amazon, please consider using the Amazon link or banner on the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org before making any purchase. We get a small kickback, but it really adds up and helps us out. You can catch me tonight and every Thursday night at Annapolis Makerspace on Renard Court for Electronics Night. And don't forget that Mondays are Woodworking Night, and I'll be posting links to these events on the Annapolis Makerspace website at makeannapolis.org sometime today. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. They say opinions are like... Here we are with a dose of opinion for you. Get the lead out. No, I'm not talking about the Ram's Head show that's coming up at Maryland Hall. The big news this week was the discovery of lead in the water of 19 Anne Arundel County schools. And they've tested about 33 schools, but there are still 93 to go. Time to panic, right? Not so fast. Okay. First off, lead in the water is bad. I need to get that out there. I think we can all agree on that. And the discovery of lead in the water of our public schools needs to be mitigated. But the outrage and the frenzy shown this week in social media has been off the charts and really screaming for some perspective. First of all, Anne Arundel County is not alone by any means. Montgomery County has elevated levels in 1.8% of their outlets. For perspective, Anne Arundel is at 1.2%. Howard County, yeah, they just decided not to test the water yet, and they're going to be starting it this year and next school year. How about PG County? I'm glad you asked. They've been testing for a while because of the lead pipe issue overflowing from D.C., and they're doing a decent job. In 2004, 90% had excessive levels. In 2009, the number was down to 30%. Results from current testing were not readily available. And so while it's not an excuse, it is just a bit of perspective as to where Anne Arundel sits compared to our neighboring school districts. The CDC says that most studies show that exposure to lead-contaminated water alone would not likely elevate blood levels in most people, even exposure to water with a lead content close to EPA action level. They do disclaim saying that risk will vary depending on individual circumstances and the amount of water consumed. Which brings me to the point of consumption. How much water is actually consumed by the average kid? I really have no idea, but I have to think it's not that much. 
Again, I'm not marginalizing the fact that there are elevated levels of lead in the water. I'm just trying to put it all into perspective here. The county tests for lead when it leaves the plant, so they're putting out lead-free water. But lead can be picked up in the distribution pipes, in the pipes from within the building, or in the fixtures themselves. And mitigating the issues is the reverse. You swap out the fixture. If that doesn't do it, then you swap out the pipes in the building. If that doesn't do it, then the distribution pipes need to be replaced. And as you can see, this can become a very, very complex problem very, very quickly. One thing I've not touched on is the home. Arguably, more tap water is consumed in the home than in school. Cooking, drinking, etc. When was the last time your home was checked for lead in the water? My guess is that the last time might have been when the house was purchased. And if you're a renter, you likely have zero knowledge of any of that testing. If your kid has elevated lead levels in his or her body, more likely than not, it's not the school's fault. Well, entirely. According to the EPA, children are exposed to lead in paint, dust, soil, air, and food, as well as drinking water. So there very well may be some other culprits to blame. The school is taking action, and I can be one of the fiercest critics of the Anne Arundel County Public Schools, so it's almost hard for me to believe that I'm sticking up for them, but they are attacking this responsibly. It stands to reason that the older schools will have the most problems, from bad infrastructure to older repairs, etc. The newer schools, not so much, at least on the school end, as the pipe materials and the components that make up the water system have all evolved considerably. They are testing more schools this year and will do more the following year until all are checked and, if needed, remediated. And certainly, cost cannot be a factor in testing this. The dollars must be found. But is it the responsibility of the school to foot the bill entirely? I don't know. Maybe it is. I tend to agree with the Board of Education that the state mandated this and is providing no relief in terms of real dollars or assistance to make it happen. What about private schools that are not taxpayer-funded? How does the Archdiocese of Baltimore foot the bill for all of their schools? Again, just some more food for thought. Okay, so there's my take on the great lead crisis of 2018. And as Sergeant Holka said in Stripes, Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> and that's what I'm thinking today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.